0: Hello and welcome. This is Just the Tip-Off. We are here, three guys who like to drink beer and talk NBA like we know things. I'm Sam Hyde.
1: I'm Nathan Worms.
0: I'm Mason Round. Um, So our first topic today is going to be a finals recap. So, Mason, why don't
2: don't you kick us off? What did you think of these NBA finals? Real nail-biter. It was up until the finals. It it was awesome. It was great. I love the Western Conference finals. I love the Eastern Conference finals. They both went to Game 7. Probably shouldn't have gone to game seven. We could thank the refs for that, but I liked it up until the finals.
1: I see. I thought, I know going into the playoffs, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be boring. It's going to be Cavs, Warriors again. Everyone kind of knew it. Preseason, everyone thought that's what's going to happen, but it turned out to be very competitive. Cavs went to two finals series, even though the Indiana probably shouldn't have gone, and the Warriors were tested in seven game series. You know, Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. We could be looking at a Cavs, Houston finals, and then you, just, you really don't know what's going to happen then. Agreed. One thing I'm going to
0: uh, disagree with you on, though, I would say this is the season where everyone was saying this will be the year where we won't have a Cavs Warriors Finals. The enti- To me, the narrative the entire year was this will be the year either Houston's going to do it or Boston's going to do it. And even through the East, Toronto was in the mentions. For a long time, people thought this would be the year where someone finally beats the Cavs or the Warriors. And I think a lot of people were actually disappointed when it turned out to be a Cavs Warriors final, especially with the Cavs Warriors final going how it did.
2: So the reason I think that they were directing the narrative to be that it's not going to be the Cavs Warriors again was because it they they knew that it was at the beginning of the season. Charles Barkley said, "I'm going to have to talk about the the I'm going to have to act like I'm not we're not going to see the Cavs Warriors in the finals again this whole this entire season," which they did. You know, they, they they talked about it. Like you said, they saw Toronto, um, the Celtics, freaking the, the Rockets. They had a lot of great teams come in, and they gave them a run for the money. But ultimately, you know, it came down to the Cavs Warriors, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think preseason, especially after the finals last year, everyone assumed, you know, before Kyrie trade – uh, everyone thought it'd be the Cavs Warriors again because of how the wor- strong the Warriors are in the Cavs' so Kyrie. But then once that Kyrie trade happened, it got muddy in Cleveland, and then the whole beginning of the season not starting off well. Isaiah Thomas not like his injury being more severe than the Cavs knew it was and the locker room issues. Then they, half through the season, they make that big trade. Completely
2: switch everything up.
1: They went on a little run there, and then it kind of kind of fell back to earth after the new one with the new players. And it looked okay, I would say, better than the first half. But I think there was a lot of questions about what this Cavs team was, especially with Toronto looking very good, and Boston with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, those two young guys being – Tremendous for their age.
2: So bringing this back to the finals recap, we we saw the Warriors win in four games. It was a sweep. Uh, it was a real tough one to just for any basketball fan to see four games and no no competition really. But what did we? What do you expect? What do we expect to see? From my perspective, Cleveland
0: did a lot better than I thought they would. I thought I knew the series was going to sweep. I was praying for five, but realistically, game one. In my mind, Cleveland won game one, game one and J.R. Smith lost it. And you know what? You, you can't put all you, 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 can't, you can't put the entire game on J.R. But it there was one bad play, and aside from that, not bad just play, one bad it was, play. George Hill missed the free George throw. George missed free throw. Regardless, isolate that last bad play, and Cleveland basically won game one, and no one was expecting that. And you can say it. I, I'm not making the point, not trying to blame Jr. I'm saying it was happenstance, and like one ball didn't go their way that prevented it from happening. I, no, I think we can all say no one was expecting that. I was hopeful going into Game 1, but I was expecting to get blown out Game 1. And when we uh, had a fight in it, they gave me hope. Game 3 as well. Game 3 was a very winnable game, and Kevin Durant did it again. He hit that dagger uh, he hit that dagger three from the left elbow like he did last year, and that's just what he does. And unfortunately, they took a 73-win team, and they put the second-best player in the league on it. And I, can jet, I will go on record. I will – stake my entire reputation as a sportscaster, which is now about four minutes, 30, 29 seconds as a sportscaster, <laughs> and say that the the current Golden State Warriors are the greatest NBA team to ever exist. There's never been a team better than the current Golden State Warriors. Are you going to
1: say they're better than the Bulls? 100%. Uh, two, two very different styles. Completely no. different and, and, and teams. I'm, I'm, just, 90s, I'm just curious. Much more defensively. So I'd love mm-hmm. to see what happens when Curry, Thompson, I think Draymond would have been in perfectly with the 90s style of basketball. Just put him on the bad boy Pistons team. He's ready. But to see how these other players respond a little pushback. We saw P.J. Tucker start in the Houston series with Durant, start to get real aggressive with Durant, and he struggled with the shot. So we don't know how that defensive, because Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan were both aggressive defenders. They were very good at what they did. But then again, you've got the greatest offensive team we've ever seen in the Golden State Warriors. And to go back to the finals again, I I thought the refs were questionable both sides the entire finals. Obviously, the the one that sticks out is the Durant charge call. Yes, LeBron was moving. Was it a block? Yes, it's not about
2: if he's moving. It's about if he got legal guarding position before – that Durant got to the position and he did. But they, yeah, what, it's, it's like to, the NFL. What's a catch? What's a charge in the NBA? Because you know what? It goes different what depending on the game. You it's know? a judgment call. It's to a to judgment me, call. the
0: real thing, is, oh, the real offense there isn't that the play, isn't that they overturned it. I think it's a 50 50 call. I can see either oh, them going either way. What I think is that they made a call and they decided to go back and review what was a 50 50 play and. I don't think there's enough substantial evidence either way for refs to either say definitively yes, charge definitively no. I think there's an argument either way. And I think without a definitive yes or no to overturn a call is what makes it so horrible. Like that's To me, the bad part of the call isn't the call itself. The bad part of the call is that they made the call, went back, reviewed it, and then changed it with little substance. And I think that
1: it reflects a very poor officiating. Especially when they first went to the monitor, they went to look to see if LeBron was in the restricted section or not, and he was well about a foot out, and they should have seen that, and they've been done charge call, and it's Cleveland's fault. So we can argue charge, not charge, the rules, all that for hours. I think
2: but- we're just arguing because we wanted to see more basketball than we got to see,
1: but uh, we
2: get go ahead and move this on to our next uh, topic. We're going to start talking about the uh, the draft. The draft is, is in tomorrow
1: night at less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours.
2: So it would be real hard for us to talk about what we really want to talk about, who would be the best player for each team. But instead, we're just going to go ahead and do uh, two steals and two busts um, from each person here. So we'll go ahead and start off with you, Sam. Who do you think is going to be the, the best steal of the draft? Hard to say that he's a
0: steal because he's listed as a top five prospect, but I think the absolute number one top value uh, player is Mo Bamba. The way I see Mo Bamba oh. is his absolute floor being Clint Capella and his absolute ceiling being a better defensive um, Joel Embiid. I do not see any – bar an injury, knock on wood, uh, I do not see any downside to Mo Bamba. That, to me, is the obvious answer, Um I think the other big steal is Shy Gilgius Alexander. He is a 6'6 point guard coming out of Kentucky with a 7-foot wingspan. He's a little prone to turnovers, but uh, he penetrates very well. And even though he shot on super low volume, he shot over 40% behind the 3-point arc. I think on top of that, he's very solid defensively, especially on guards. His length allows him to interfere passing lanes. I think, whoever, uh, I think he's projected to go... Between eight and fifteen, mm-hmm. and I think whoever takes them there is getting a steal.
1: You know, I you know I I think I know who's going to take them, If it's what their roster's perfect for the Milwaukee Bucks, lanky got the long arms. That's how the Bucks are built right now with Giannis, Chris Middleton, even Eric Bledsoe's got some range. John Henson, Jabari Parker, it's a lanky team. Thon Maker's another one up there in Milwaukee.
2: All right, this is this is where I'm going to chime in here. So you said that Mobamba is going to be your top. He's going to be a steal. He's going to be the number one best player in this draft. Okay, I have him as our bu- as a bust. Yeah, I think he is a lot like Thon Maker, uh, the current Thon Maker in the NBA for the Milwaukee Bucks right now. The guy is got a lot of range. He's a he's basically he can shoot the three. He's got shooting like 29%, 30 percent from the uh, three point arc. Yeah. That's great for a big man, you know. I think Obama he is that stretch. He is good on defense, but I don't think he's going to have the points. He's not going to be able to score like anybody who gets him is going to want him to score. You know, I think he's just going to be getting shut down. A guy that size, it is so hard for him to control the ball with all these little guys coming around and poking it out. I, don't, I just don't I don't see him being able to do it.
0: I, I see that worry, and I could see him not translating fully to the offense of the NBA. I could see him becoming an offensive role player. That's why I put him as a floor of Clint Capella. But when you have someone that athletic, that – Good at rebounding and that good of a rim protector. I'm sorry, there's just always going to be a place for someone in the NBA. And correct me if I'm wrong. He's over. He's, he's either six eleven or over seven He's he's over seven. He's over. 7'1". He's seven one with uh, wingspan to match it, and he uh, has a vertical. He's just. He's going to be a great defender. He's, he's gonna be a Great defender. I and, don't think and, he's going to be a uh, on, scorer, which is why I don't think
2: he's going to be what they want him
0: to be. I, I, I think. Um, I think in the worst case scenario, he is a great scorer when he is a great facilitator and we live in the modern NBA where if you're a team without a point guard you're not a team and so I think he in college he never really had a facilitator and so he wasn't able to do that but are you trying to tell me that he has Kemba Walker throwing him alley oops he can't throw him down are you trying to tell me that if he has Eric Bledsoe throwing him alley oops he can't throw him down Mike Conley throwing him alley there are too many good point guards in this league that he'll be able to facilitate and he'll be able to finish
1: I think he's uh, right now I think going in off like with the offensive not being hundred percent developed, he's very much like a Rudy Gobert. He's very good at defense. Uh, he's gonna get a lot of rebounds, a lot of shot blocks. I think that's the question about it, is his offensive talent. You know, he's not as polished on the offensive end as DeAndre Ayton or Marvin Badley the third. Those guys are the more offensive guys. He is the best defensive one, so when a team is drafting him, they're gonna have to look at okay, let's his defensive upside is greater than any other center power forward in the draft. The question is, can we develop his offense to be a, an elite offensive player? And as you see, you know, it's it's when you have an elite offensive player in the post, kind of like Joel Embiid, it can be a force because that's that's kind of rare in the NBA today. You know, it's a it's a lot of threes in the NBA today, the Steph Curry effect, if you will. So and but then you know he's learning to shoot threes because the stretch five, stretch four is how big men are going. Carl Anthony Towns is the new poster child for what the Five center position is in the NBA. I mean, if you can learn how to play defense all the time, then I would agree. Sure.
2: But moving on, um, my steal of the draft is going to be uh, Dante DiVincenzo. And Tell me about him. I know literally nothing about him. You do know something about him. You saw him I light it up in the NCAA finals. He's the
0: ginger! He's, the he's
2: my brother, man. I got to be pulling for him. You know, he's giving us a good name. We don't have enough redheads in the league. It's discrimination,
0: really. Isn't whoa, whoa, right, whoa, well. whoa! How are you going to say that one? The greatest player to ever play basketball, Brian Scalabrine, left the league not four years ago.
2: Exactly, he left it four years. There's been that four year gap. We don't have enough. We need somebody. And interesting I think that one. you
1: put Divincenzo there because I have him as a bust. Actually. Oh. I and this this is why you're. I mean, Villanova is probably the best team basketball in, in college basketball. I don't think that can even be debated. Team basketball, but you're you're. Like, Put him on the are basing his draft stock on one great game. Right? I think he, here, it's Everyone rare. can have a good game once in a blue moon. Yeah, he was on fire in the National Championship game. Couldn't miss, but that's one game. And I know he's a good three-point people shooter. Are and, lucky. But I, I, if he turns into a J.J. Redick, which I think might be his ceiling, is a J.J. Redick-type player. But I don't know if I can truly say I want this player based on one game. It was a big game. That was a big game. Big, big game. Big-time players make big-time games, man. But I don't know if I can truly say that's the guy I want based on one game. I know he played more in the season, but that is not his act.
2: Here's why I think he's going to be great. Because I think he's going to have something to prove. I think he's going to be great on defense because he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to be a a good scorer. Like he said, he could be a J.J. Redick type where he is that pop-up shooter. Um, And with D and three guys, those are what – those are like gold in the NBA. You know, if you get a couple good D and three guys on your team, you can do great things. I'm
0: not sure he's athletic enough to be a, a true D and three guy. I think,
2: uh, I I think he
0: could turn like, well, I think he could turn the archetype of a JJ Redick. But how many times have we seen people penetrate on JJ Redick? And maybe it's because he's old. And maybe he'll be better. Uh, he'll be young and be better at keeping people in front of him. But I think he's going to be a spot up shooter, and I worry about his defense.
1: Right. That's fair. That's Who's, fair. Who you got as your other steal?
2: My other steal, Kevin Knox. Kentucky, I know he's going to be probably going top fifteen, but I just think he's getting a little undervalued. Uh, he did great things at Kentucky. He was probably their top player beside Bagley. Um, Bagley. Bagley. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, Gilgi's Alexander.
0: Thank you. I uh, think Knox was the better player
2: on
1: Kentucky's I team. think
2: Knox was going to be more uh, prepared for the NBA. He's just he's got a lot more that he's showing. So that's that's my other steal.
1: All right. Mine. All right. Let's see. Cato Bates Diop. Do you guys know where he played at? So he played played at Ohio State. And he's a little little low key, very under the radar guy, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. Went from eight points his sophomore year up to 19 his junior year. Got a lot more playing time. And he's a big guy. He's 6'10". Kind of reminds me of a less athletic Kevin Durant. But he is big. He plays the three, three position. He's got range. He, he, plays, a at okay. he plays a three and six ten. Okay. Plays the three position at Ohio State at six ten, and I think just his combination of being able to put the ball on the floor, being able to back somebody at the post with that height, but being able to shoot over all other defenders is going to make him a really good player.
2: Who's the best team? Who? who how does he do the best with? What team does he do the best with? Oh, that's
0: a great question. The, 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 the league star for threes right now. I think any team that doesn't have an elite threes that leaves out. Whoever ends up with uh, there's a lot of threes up in the air this season too. So whoever ends up with Kawhi, PG, KD, LeBron, um, any team that doesn't have an elite three or any team who doesn't have a three coming off the bench, mm-hmm. the t- right now I'd say the three guard ha- or the um not three guard the small forward has the least depth of any position in the NBA. Maybe the shooting guard, but I think there's even more elite shooting guards than there are elite uh, small forwards in the NBA at the moment.
1: Yeah, I agree, and he he can get his own shot, so it's not like he needs a Chris Paul, a Rondo, or an a, so a, a All-Star. Yeah, he he can make plays, and he showed that Ohio State. Uh, my other steal is Malik Newman from Kansas. I know he has been an up and down player his entire college career, um, but he has shown to have the three three-ball abilities there. He can drive, he can take it all on the dribble. It reminds me a little bit of a Clay Thompson. So I think. That's quite the ceiling to have for him, but I think if he can be consistent, and that's the big thing with it, if, his consist- if he can be consistent, then he's going to be a good player in the NBA because he'll be able to shoot the three, he'll be able to take it off the dribble, space the floor. He's pretty good size, about 6'6", six, six, I believe. 6'3". Six six th- really? Yeah, 6'3". Anyway, I, th- I think he can be a good player. If he can get that three ball consistent, I, I think Malik Newman can be a good player, just the consistency. And We saw that throughout college at Kansas, but you know... I think I think I think it's there.
0: So we brought up two busts. Each of them have two remaining busts. I'm gonna bring up my first bust, and he actually, ah, uh, Nathan here brought him up earlier in our argument. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, it plays great in the post, but no one likes a one-trick pony. He has very limited range. Uh, I mean, he he can shoot, not at a high, not at a high volume or a high percentage. So he's not a stretch five. He's a little undersized to be a five. So you're going to have to put him at the four. You need a stretch four. On top of that, he is a cone on defense. By God, for how big he is, he should be a better rim protector. And he really is not. I put his ceiling at Jaleel Okafor.
1: Jaleel oh, no. Okafor.
0: Come on, don't do him like that. You mean the no. biggest
1: bust in the past five that,
0: years? No, and here, here's the thing. Let's let's break down why Jaleel Okafor was a bust. Jaleel Okafor was a... Mm-hmm. a Great postman with a little bit of mid-range. But guess what? Can't play defense. Liability on defense. You have to take him out for uh, when the game's closer or else the other team's just going to exploit him. And on top of that, um, I, I sort of see a lot of similarities in their attitudes. DeAndre Ayton, I'm just going to acknowledge it. DeAndre Ayton went to Arizona because he got paid to go to Arizona. DeAndre Ayton... Uh his was born talented and I have a hard time believing he has that hard of work ethic. I think, I think Julia Locafor is a very similar case. I think he's a bit of a head case. I think he uh got I he obviously didn't get paid to Duke, no one, uh get paid to go to Duke. No one gets paid to go to Duke. Duke is a great upstanding uh program.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Got, a, got a big Duke fan over here. Oh yeah, sure.
0: But I think he definitely played at Duke because he was an elite player and he took his time uh, at Duke not to improve, but basically to show off to uh, NBA scouts. And then when he got to the NBA, he stopped trying. And that's how that's the future I see for
1: DeAndre. I would say he is one, so he does have a little bit of size. And he also – he didn't shoot the three-point – he, he can shoot the three-point. It's not at an impressive five-clip like maybe Carl Anthony Towns or Kristaps Brazingis is at, but, but it's up there.
2: I mean, if he can shoot above twenty five percent from the three, that makes him somewhat of a threat. You got to guard him. You know, that's but, but that's that, all but, you're asking for but, a big man. But that's in college.
0: It's both closer and with less people closing out on you. I it, I think if you want to translate into being a twenty five percent shooter uh, behind the three in the NBA, you'd be shooting at least 35 percent in uh, the a
2: Well, I mean, he must have something because you know he just signed with Puma. You he know. did just sign with Easy. Puma. So, yeah,
1: All the best players sign with Puma. <laughs> I will say this he is a very explosive post player. No, he's. He, 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 no, he, you're in like, he college, said. he is much more explosive than Jill O'Leal ever was. No, now. he's a, he is a
0: great post player, but to me, he seems like a one trick pony. You know
2: what? You know what I think he could be at his best? Maybe it's Steven Adams. Put Maybe. him
0: like a Steven Adams. Yeah, he, he may be a Steven Adams. I just haven't seen. Steven Adams is great because of his rebounding and rim protection, and I just. I hope I hope DeAndre Aiden proves me wrong and when he inevitably plays for Phoenix next year becomes a great rebounder and um, rim protector. But he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Moving on to my second buck. Shot to 3 at 34% at Arizona this last. 34%? Season. Yep. So, uh maybe I'm wrong, but my next one, Trey Young. I think Trey Young is going to make a great backup point guard. I think if I think the problem is Trey Young thinks he is the next Steph Curry. Hey, discount all, Steph
2: Curry is still a discount.
0: All all the
2: best parallels were
0: uh uh all the parallels this year were he's the next Steph Curry. Do you know who the last next Steph Curry was? Seth Curry. Remember Seth Curry? Played for Duke. I remember him well. He was okay in college. N- didn't put up numbers uh, like Trey Young. But Trey Young's turnovers are
2: abysmal in college. It's only going to get worse well, who's in the NBA. Who's he playing against? Who's he passing it to? It- it's about his yeah. team as well. Yeah, no. And, um, he had uh, 5.2 turnovers per game. That's t- a lot. On,
0: on, on top of that, his shooting's good. And part of it is he was taking a lot of very contested shots, like he said, because he had no one to pass to. But... You got if you're going to be that high volume shooter you got to learn to take smarter shots. And and maybe here's my hope for Trey Young and I I am concerned that it won't happen. If Trey Young goes to a team with a Brad oh, with a Brad Stevens or a Greg Popovich or some sort of good coach and learns to fit into a system, I think he could be great. But too many teams in the NBA rely on your point guard to be the number one playmaker and if you take this what 19, 20 year twenty-year-old kid who turns the ball over five times a game in the NC2A and put him on a court and say, "Hey, go make plays." We might see that get up to seven, eight, nine times a game. And also, people are gonna be, people are gonna be, he's taking dumb shots already that are pretty contested. People are gonna be closing out faster on the NBA. Taller people are gonna be closing out on him. It's gonna be block city. So I really, I like Trey Young. I hope he does well. I just, I'm not sure. The I'm him. not sure his uh, game translates out of college
1: his defense, Oklahoma, the rest of the team was pretty weak last year. Yeah. It wasn't what we seen. No, he, he, he wasn't uh, in a position to thrive. But. I, I will say his, uh, his ceiling seems to be a little lower than Steph Curry. I don't think anyone expects him to be Steph Curry. I think he might, but he won't be Steph Curry. And as for his floor, I can't, I can't think of a, a player who's come out with a 10 height. But as you said, you know, floor is probably a, a, a decent backup point guard in this league. You know, obviously we hope he does better. Um. I it, think it wouldn't see maybe a coach. Delvadova. Delva if if I have to sign Trey Young or Delvadova, I sign Delavidova. Oh. So because of his defensive, defensive tenacity.
2: He's scrappy,
0: okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's got something to prove. All right. My last bust. I, I Again, it's kind of like Trey Young. I hope it's not like this, but I just don't see. There's, the odds are kind of stacked against him. Luka. Uh, Don, Donkic. Don, the, yeah. the
1: Slovenian. The
2: Slovenian, no. you know? These, it's one of those. Make it or bust kind of players coming from overseas, where they've got some good numbers, they've got a solid fan base, everyone's pulling for them, but it's the level of play that I don't know if he's ready for. the The NBA, like you said, is just bigger dudes playing harder, and it's just I don't know if he's gonna be able to do it. I don't.
0: I'm gonna agree with that because every highlight I've ever seen of him is him throwing up circus shots and somehow going in, and that's impressive. But circus shots only get you so far, and at a certain point, you got to stop playing at the YMCA. Realistically... What about Dario Saric, man? He's making a living off that. Yeah, no, but absolutely, if if he turns into a Dario Sark and these circus shots translate to the NBA, that'd be great, but people are going to be... He's going to have the best defenders in the world defending him, and that's just... Not not to make light of it, I don't think anyone in this room could score two points against any NBA player. I'd like to think I could. Yeah. I, I think if you put Shaq and I on one end of the floor and the basket on the other end of the floor, I might be able to beat him there and make a layup.
1: <laughs> that's, about, that's about my best shot. I'm interested to see how he does because the last you know big name out of Europe was Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, and I, the Knicks-
0: whoa, see the Oscars.
1: That's true. <laughs> can't, can't forget Chidi Austin. But the about the Knicks were just devastated when they drafted Kristaps Porzingis. They booed him. Now look at it. He's. Oh. I mean, we'll see how he can't. He's coming off the ACL injury, but I don't know. It's it's up. It's up in yeah. Again, all these players. You know, bust steel, You just really don't know. My last uh, bust is the entire Duke backcourt. I know you're a Duke fan, but <laughs> but hear me out. You know, Duke, they had to play a different, Coach K had to play a different style of ball. Normally, Duke, we're used to seeing, like, we're seeing good shooters. John Shire, we're used to seeing the J.J. Reddicks, Luke Kennard type deals. But, you know, they had Wendell Carter Jr. and they had Marvin Bagley III. For once, Coach K coached a very inside-out game. So, I'm looking at the players. Duval can't shoot the three. I'm sorry, you trying to make it in the league of the point guard without shooting a three? Ray John Ronde was a dying breed. Of point guards in the NBA, you have to be able to shoot the three. And, and Rayshon Rondo can shoot the three now. Just throw it in, the, out in the playoffs. Playoff run is a different beast. And then the other two, um, you have Grayson Allen, and well, Grayson Allen. I, it depends on how you want to deal with uh, his personality.
2: Uh, He's going to learn real quick. If he brings that same personality into the NBA. He Grayson Allen is like a great backup will. point guard. Grayson Allen, Allen is will. the
0: second coming to Delva
2: And then the last guy, point. I think he. I think he'd be, think he'd be a shooting guard.
0: I think you'd point. He's too short to play shooting to I think he'd yeah. be a
1: backup point, but my yeah. and Gary Trent's last one. The biggest thing with all three of them is the consistency. They were very inconsistent at Duke. Duval can't hit a three. Gary Trent can when it's open, but and they all have a tough time slashing to the rim. Grayson Allen can do it okay, but again, he's only six two six three center's going to eat him up, and he doesn't have the ball handling and the finesse, if you will, of a Kyrie Irving to get into the paint the way he does. So I, for my bust, it's the entire Duke backward. All three <laughs> have entered the draft, and I think all three will at best be backup point guards due to their inconsistency and inability to drive the basketball.
2: Sam, what do you think about that? That's Duke man over here. And, and we
1: saw what it at Duke. Every play, what they do, they threw it into Marvin Bagley or into Wendell Carter Jr. Duke ran their offense through the post this year.
2: If they didn't do that, then they threw it out to Grace Nallan to try to check up three. I I think two of the guards from Duke should not have declare for the
0: draft. But we live the freshman. Yeah. The, the uh, Grayson Allen team absolutely should back. declare. Grayson Allen probably going to go else. end of the first, beginning of the second, and be a nice backup point guard somewhere. And that, I'm okay with that. Once,
2: future room. once you declare, are you able to go back? To you want, they just changed
1: it they two ju- years
0: ago. Now you can. You and can. that's why everyone does. You can't sign yeah. with an agent, though. Yes. But if you sign with an agent, you can't because then you're a professional. But you can declare for the draft, see if they draft you. And if a team you don't like drafts you, you can go back. And. But a lot of these players sign with get an agent before they a team even drafts them, which yeah. if you know you're going in the first round, that's the smart thing to do, get a big contract. But if you are if you're like, ah, I might be a second round draft pick, you might as well put yourself in there. And who knows, the Spurs might pick you up. I don't care who you are, if you get drafted by the Spurs,
2: go. You wanna you you have an opportunity to play for Greg Bobovich in potentially his last anybody, two years. I'm saying if if you're possibly going and getting drafted Get that max contract, then we're just put all of your efforts into basketball at that point. I mean, it's one of those things where these guys in the top tier going in the first rounds, they, they've they got basketball down, right? They, they know something, and they're going to have something that's going to carry them through the rookie contract. With these second-tier guys, their back's against the wall. People are expecting them to impress them. People are expecting things out of them that they don't know if they can do. So I think it's a wise move not to get an agent if you're going in the second round. I, I know you might not know that or not, but it's just...
0: I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, one thing you're overlooking, though, is these players at these top-tier schools, you say put everything you have on basketball. I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it's not like they're spending a lot of time in class. If you are at a Kentucky or a Duke or any of these big state schools you are putting everything you have on basketball and if you come out as if you are going late second round and a team like the grizzlies or the Nets draft you i would go back for a year train again and then maybe you can go mid first round and the difference in contract between mid first round and end of second round is so big that i think that'd be a valid investment of your time
1: it's also people it's, turn that down are it's all it's down also guaranteed the first round first round contracts are guaranteed if you're second round your contract is not guaranteed yeah Another big point big time! All right, you know
2: I totally totally agree on that. Okay,
0: well, you got any left? Um, uh, no. I was just gonna say let's move on to our third section. Um, coming up soon on June twenty first. We have the, the NBA awards. I thought oh, it was June. Yeah, I thought it was June twenty first. On June twenty first, I believe is the NBA awards.
2: Be June twenty first.
0: Okay, well June something are the NBA awards. Um, as you know, that is MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year coach of the year and most improved player it's 25th we are gonna, each going to go through on the twenty. oh it's on the 25th sorry we're each going to go through and we are going to name who we think it is we're also going to have a twist here because I think we're all in agreement who the uh, who the MVP is so we're each going to name a non-nominated MVP so that would be an MVP who is not James Harden LeBron James or Anthony Davis so I'm going to kick it off and say if you think LeBron James deserves MVP say aye aye, aye. yeah that's that's three all right, so my non-nominated MVP is Damian Lillard. And I reached this by saying, take any one player off any one team. And how much do they drop other than A.D., Harden, and LeBron, obviously. And I can I, beat that. Yeah? Yeah. Who, who, do you, who do you think's team is more dependent on than the Blazers are on
2: Damian Lillard? Giannis. Giannis? Giannis Andrew Yeah. No, Gian, Gian, Giannis is a good one. He's, he was up in that MVP contention in the, in the beginning of the season. He was carrying his team, doing his thing, but he's still young. He still has stuff to learn. He still has to know how to pace himself. You know? that, that being said, head-to-head, Bucks
0: know Giannis. Blazers know Lillard. Who wins? Uh, I think that's such a toss. Uh, I, 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 I take the Bucks. I have a lot of faith in Milton, Bledsoe. Like, I, I got think
2: Faith and CJ McCollum, Miles Plumley, those guys are pretty good. Like, I mean, you, you they're mean, not
1: Nurkic as well. Nurkic. N- Nurkic yourself. Was it not
2: Plumley? No, it was Nurkic. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, I mean, I think the matchup
0: could go either way, and I think both of them are on uh, on the same uh, merit of. On the same tier? Yeah, they they carry their team. Um, I'd be interested to see a difference in usage rate, because I would venture to say that um Damian Lillard's usage rate is
1: greater.
2: Anyway, yeah, I'm see? not sure. I'd like to see that.
1: Yeah. You guys picked very good picks. I was thinking Damien Lillard, and you guys know I absolutely love Giannis. He's my favorite player in the league. And I think it's – I'm looking at like the rosters. It's it's hard to pick anyone else but those two guys because of how much they did. Uh, you could throw in a Oladipo a little bit. The Pacers don't have anything without Oladipo besides – Lance Stevenson. My, my <laughs> best wrestler in the NBA. <laughs> That, that's, a, that's a conversation for the time. You can also throw in uh, Joel Embiid for the 76 years. You know, they, they did well without him, but then you look at their schedule, and they're playing the Nets, and they're playing the Suns. You know, they're playing very good rosters. But I think it comes down to Damian Lillard and Giannis. Who do you and, give it to? Uh, i over right here, you right? Um, <laughs> you, can <laughs> get, you can give it to Giannis. No one be bad. He's your favorite. Giannis is my favorite player in the NBA. Um, and when, once he develops that jump shot, it's going to be scary. But yeah, I, I think wise. uh I think I do have to give it to Damian Willard because I oh, do I do think no. that the Bucks surrounding cast is better than the Trailblazers. I mean you saw what happened in the NBA playoffs. Damian Lillard is averaged ten points lower in the playoffs, and they, they got, got each swept by the Pelicans. They got swept. I think that the Bucs made it interesting, you know, that's right. The Bucks did make it interesting. I think that's enough Bucks that the Bucks like, took the Celtics to six. Right? Seven. Seven? Seven, seven. To seven. seven. Well, I, I just think that that step off from Damian Willard just 10 points shows that they need him so bad on that team. So that's why I I, I think it's got to be Damian Lillard.
2: I get, I get it's That's fair. That's fair. So that's MVP of non-nominated people. We all agreed that LeBron would be the MVP, should be the MVP. Congratulations, James Hart. Though. You have a win. Yeah, just congrats to him. No, He, he really did some stuff. You got stuff. more
1: likes on Instagram this year. Yeah, that was impressive. And,
2: and, he, and it's an apology because he should have won it last year. Uh, okay, now we're getting. Now we said no jabs. Russ, you <laughs> are my favorite player. You deserved it. That's crap. Stat man. All right, you. all right. Let's move
1: on to our next award uh, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. All all right. Right. I'm, a little, I'm a little heated about this one. Is, I, is anyone going Ben Simmons? Because no. I'm not. Oh, it. we're all on the same page again? This no, isn't even interesting. No. Here's
0: the thing is I think Donovan Mitchell is probably going to win it and maybe deserves it. No, he's you know, not going to win it. No
2: way he's going to win no, it.
0: No, no. I'm sorry. Ben Simmons is going to win it. But I think. Amongst us, Donovan Mitchell probably deserves it and probably mm-hmm. go in. I'm going to throw a curveball in there, though, and say Jason Tatum. When like Donovan Mitchell carried his team, and that's amazing, but when you really think about like who is more valuable and who can be a bigger value in today's NBA, yeah, Jason Tatum benefited being on a great team, and so he didn't have as high a usage rate. But at the end of the day, coming up the court, uh, so one-on-one. Or not even one-on-one, but coming up the court, you need to put your hands into a rookie and have him score. Donovan I, Mitchell. I, I, treat, I treat Donovan Mitchell and J- uh, um, Jason Tatum equal. And then, what do you know? The ball is turned over, and now you have LeBron James driving back down the court. Who stops him? Neither. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum stuffed LeBron in the playoffs. I remember that. Dude. He dunked on him. He, I don't he, he, remember him he, stuffing he, him. he dunked on him, and he also stuffed him in the same game. Okay.
1: Donovan's got hops, though. Donovan Mitchell. No, got a, he's only. He's just,
0: Mitchell's fantastic. I do not
2: want to take. He's away got from a Donovan shitty Mitchell. rating in two K though. Nah, two K oh, uh, is no uh, shit. Say,
1: I I picked Donovan Mitchell for a couple reasons. Uh, your best player left. Gordon Hayward. Your second best player, Rudy Gobert, was out half the year with injury. Your third best player got traded half of the season to the uh, to the Cavs, Ronnie Hood, because that was before Rubio came in. You could argue whether Rubio is their third best player or not, and he. He carried that team who lost so much and had so little through most of the season. Joe Ingles was their second best player. Joe Ingles, man. When Ricky, when when uh when Gobert and Rubio were out, and he still brought the Jazz not only to the playoffs, he brought them to a five seed, not even the bottom three, to the five seed. They gave the I think Rockets really a run at. for their money, and
2: every time I, the reason I give it to Donovan Mitchell is I mean, every time I saw get him the get thunder. the ball, I saw him make something out of nothing, and. He made me stand up and look at the TV and go, how did he make that shot? How did he squirm around like a spider and just make it go in? That was just impressive. And Ben Simmons is great. He is really good. He's like the next LeBron, whatever. I agree. He's not dynamic enough, though. He's not dynamic enough. He doesn't have enough around. can't shoot a fucking three. He's a point point guard that can be guarded by a center.
1: He can't shoot a three. He can't shoot a free throw. And at the end of the day, if he goes out – you know, for 8% of the season, you still hadn't been there. You still had options. The Jazz? All right, Gobert and uh, Ruby are already out. Donovan goes out. All right, Joe Ingles, we're going to need you to drop 50.
0: Gobert averaged like And Joe Ingles tried his hardest, okay? After he he dropped his kids off at soccer practice, (laughs) uh, took off his socks and sandals like the dad of the NBA he is, cracked open a gold one for good luck, (laughs) he took the court and tried his
1: hardest. And I agree. I mean, he don't played, hate on Joe Ingles. He played very well this year. I mean, he averaged 15 points a game, played 34 minutes, had a 30-point game in the playoffs. So I'm taking, I'm taking away from Joe Ingles. But Donovan Mitchell was the key to the Jazz's playoffs, like, to get to the playoffs.
2: Everyone looks at the stats of Ben Simmons. Everyone looks at the stats of Donovan Mitchell. And Ben Simmons is just he – He's a he's triple-double machine. He's, exactly. But I don't think what shows up on the stat sheet is what Donovan Mitchell brings to the table. He brings – the dynamic he brings the pass to the assist that we don't record like mm-hmm. hockey. Um, he is just one of those dynamic players that makes things happen. And I think another player like that in the NBA, Steph Curry. Yeah. He, he does things. I mean, Steph, Steph Curry, Curry does, fills a stat sheet. Fills a stat sheet. Right. But once, when Steph doesn't mm-hmm. fill a stat sheet, he still finds a way to make his team win. You know. Yeah. And I think that's an MVP MVP caliber player. Or in this case, rookie of the year. Agreed. All right, moving on to defensive player
0: of the year. Um... I'm going to start with mine. I think Gobert probably is the best defensive play of the year, but I think he's the obvious answer. So I'm going to play, I'm going to play mm-hmm. something fun here and say, why not Giannis?
2: I... Giannis
0: can guard all five positions. Giannis is athletic. Giannis is long youngest. Giannis, Giannis gets a ton of blocks a game. Giannis gets a ton of steals a game. Giannis hustles. I don't see why don't you me wrong. I, maybe he shouldn't win it. Maybe it really does come down to AD and uh, Gobert. And frankly, if AD, win, uh, if AD wins defense play of the year, that's probably going to be an apology for not winning MVP. But why is Giannis not at least in the
2: discussion? Cuz I think Giannis is a top caliber defender. Yeah, steal half a game about a block a game. But here's the thing, I think you overlooked the the real defensive player of the year, AD, Anthony Davis, man. He's averaging 2.6 blocks a game, 1.5 steals a game, to go along with his 11.1 and freaking 20 some 28 points a game mm-hmm. the dude is just a stat machine especially when it comes to defense De- defense i mean it's just i think he blows rudy gobert out of the water rudy gobert i think is a big favorite for the defensive player of the year i don't know why i know he's good he's got he got blocks and he's got steals but not even close to what anthony ad has and that's what it's about right i i um i think the one argument i have for a gobert over ad and uh, this.
0: Uh, This might not even be a good argument because I think AD carries his own in this category. But um, I think Gobert defends uh, one and two guard better. I think Gobert moves laterally better on defense. I think AD, when guarding a guard, relies a lot on help defense, which is fine because their system allows for it. Because they play a a system dependent on big match. Their guards are always willing to ship back onto. But I think... When you think about defensive play of the year, one of the arguments I think isn't made enough is you have to be dynamic and you have to be able to guard everyone on the court. And I think both Giannis and um, Gobert are better at guarding every position than AD. I
1: had uh, I had Gobert as well. I know he missed a lot of games, but when he did, when he was there, especially when he came back after the injury, his impact was night and day. You could tell immediately, as soon as the game started, he was making impacts, whether it be I, mean, I think that's alter- alter- altering shots is defense. And I think that, you know, a lot of your centers, you're thinking of, oh, you know, it's all about the blocks. But the amount of shots he's able to alter as well, because if people go out kind of a fadeaway,
2: they're, not, made, they're, made, they're, they're doesn't trying to go reported, over a 7'3 you know.
1: guy who's jumping and his arm length. So I think he alters a lot of shots too, which I think helps his case.
2: I, I just feel for AD because he's not going to get MVP this year. And no. I, I just think he should get something because he did he and, had a hell of a season.
0: And I would not be mad about him winning Defensive Player of the Year, even even if it almost. Even, I think he deserves Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's definitely in the discussion. But if he wins uh, dis, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, to me, it almost feels like a sorry you didn't win MVP. I
2: but moving on, Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, this is going to be a good one. I got a couple. All right. My Sixth Man of the Year. Oh, wait, wait. Before before we go to the sixth man of the year, talk about this. He, he's not getting defensive player of the year, but I'm talking about him not getting even first-team defense NBA. Paul George. What the hell?
0: It's because he coached the first half of the year. No, Paul George, Paul George woke up about a month before the All-Star break and barely made the All-Star team. And then I think that was a wake-up call for him. He's like, oh, I have to play. And after that, you don't have to convince me. Paul George is a top-five talent in the NBA. I think Paul George is easily – if I – if you were to ask me for one year, build a team around one player, he would be in my top five picks. I think Paul George really is phenomenal. But I he coasted.
2: He brought this he he, he, he to the he, playoffs he, past he, couple of years. Yeah,
0: exactly. He but he until probably about late December, early January. Paul George has putting up very mediocre stats, and Paul George was playing
2: very lazy. I think that was because he had to mediocre. try to figure out how yeah. to play the new system. You no, know ab- absolutely. This will play to you. I mean, he loved. He had to figure out how to work with Russ. Yeah. you know, and Russ tried to turn him into a spot up shooter. Which I don't know. He, he's definitely more than that, but it's it's, mm-hmm. a feel- it's feeling it out. Anyway, yeah. moving on to six man of the year. Um, I want to give just a quick shout out to Brandon Felton for the OKC Thunder because he though the stat sheet didn't. Re- didn't reflect it as much. He was a great go-to backup point guard and made some great shots when he needed to and brought his team some victories that they wouldn't have had if he didn't play. So he's definitely not sixth man of the year, but he deserves a shout-out. All right. I'm going to start with
0: my sixth man of the year. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon was averaging, I don't know exactly what it is, but somewhere between 15 and 20 points a night. Coming he's up, on my list. He's, Eric he's excellent. Eric is uh elite caliber, uh three point shooter, and Eric Gordon can guard just like he can't guard centers power forwards or even three guards, but Eric Gordon can guard almost any guard. He was, he was getting in
2: like, Kevin Durant, you know, he's a, doing a pretty little low. bit.
0: Like he, he he he's not a cone on defense, but I wouldn't say he can shut them down. He can shut down any guard. Yeah. Uh I, I think uh Eric Gordon is the archetype of the D and three shooting guard.
1: I gotta say uh Lou Williams. Yeah. Um honestly don't know why he wasn't starting for the Clippers. I mean He was for a little did, bit to see that roster. Because they got <laughs> Avery Bradley. <laughs> who got injured two games in. Um, so I have to say Lou Williams, you know, he came off the bench and his spark on offensive media production. I, I don't know why he wasn't starting. Um, but he he in my opinion is, is the choice for and
2: I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to get six-man a year. I think he is, too. That's who I had. Um, he, like you said, was doing it. I honestly didn't think he was going to get it because I thought he was starting. He was starting for a good good stretch of games um, mid-season. And so the question was like, all right, well, it's not going to be him. Who's going to be six-man now? But I guess they just like – I really don't understand what the Clips are doing this year. Maybe they're trying to free up some cap space, try to get some other players. But they really just took a turn for the worst. You know they had four great players two seasons ago. Who do you have as their fourth? I got Blake, Jordan, uh, Chris Paul. I love Jamal Crawford, but
0: that's right. just... he 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 was great. He's by the great. Off he got, he was by the, great. By the time he got, the 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 hand 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 he got hand. to the Clippers, he was
2: I wouldn't call him a star. He won a six man of the year at the Clippers. Yeah. So I'd say that's, that's a good, pretty good player. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they had four great players, and now they have DeAndre Jordan, who uh, I might not have, even be there. I would <laughs> go with JJ right. Also, put J.J. Redick on there. They have five great players. Yeah,
1: so um, Got them to the uh, playoffs.
2: they never any further. All right. Coach of the year. Coach of the year.
1: I'll go off. I uh, I said Quinn Snyder for the Jazz. Yeah. Uh, just for just about the same reasons. I said Donovan Richel is rookie of the year. You know, not a ton to work with. Lost a lot. I had a rookie carrying his team. Was able to get them to the five seed in the playoffs. A very competitive Western Conference and got them to the five seed. I mean, I you cannot – do not discount Dwayne Casey up in Toronto. Funny how he got fired. That I won. He's my. Um, he is my. Coach Brad of the Stevens year. did well as did did well as two. So I. But for me, it's Quint Snyder. Dwayne. Okay. Quinn Snyder loved it. Dwayne Casey. The only reason
2: why I think he's definitely not going to win Coach of the Year is because they got swept in the playoffs. I don't know. Did they already vote? Did they already vote on Coach of the Year? Yeah, it was Dwayne Casey. It was? Oh, the, 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 uh, the Coach Association. The Coach the did their Association. Player, uh, coach movement. of the Year.
0: And it was Dwayne Casey. Was he was the first ever player to be named Coach Association. Or his first ever coach to be named uh, Coach Association, Coach of the Year, and get fired in the same season. But you can't just continue to get swept by the same team over and over again. Like, I I, I feel for him. And, and I really wish, LeBron, I really man. wish they kept him. And, like, it really sucks that –
2: like, he had to fall to LeBron's legacy this one. I think one. They, they shot – the Toronto's Raptors front office shot themselves in the foot by giving up that coach to the Detroit Pistons. Because yeah. that's what they did. No. They had a great team, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, some great be- players off the bench, a great center, um, and they could have added to it with some draft picks or P- some trades. Pistons make the playoffs next year. Without that's, a doubt. That's a hot take. Without a doubt, that's Pistons a make take. the playoffs next year.
0: Uh, are they, uh, well, first of all, it's the East. Like, <laughs> Depending on where trades fall, yeah. you're right. You know, you know, yeah. it
2: might not be that hot of a take.
0: But uh, all right, and my coach of the year is Nate McMillan.
2: Uh, really,
0: he is from the Pacers. Um, find a team that did more with less. He took a team who, granted, Victor Oladipo, great player, mm-hmm. but Victor Oladipo sort of came out of nowhere, and I almost had to give a little credit to the coach on that. So, a, a or bred a star. Right? B, second best player was uh, Sabonis or Stevenson Miles or Turner. Miles Turner. Like all of them like great good role players. He's got some role players, but he took Cleveland to seven. Like, your coach of the year took him to four. He took him to seven. Like, I like don't get me wrong, not trying to discount Dwayne Casey, but I think you got to give credit to Nate McMillan here because that's, I think that's he a did more point. with no,
2: less. That's a great. Point. He did more with less, and I didn't even look at it like that because that's crazy. Yeah, Victor Oladipo has been a budding star ever since he was on the Magic. Yeah, he got drafted the Magic, got traded to OKC. OKC wasn't a good fit for him. He didn't get the usage
0: he needed, and he they're they're trying to turn him into Paul George. They're trying to make him a, a spot up shooter when he should be
2: a playmaker. And. Finally found his spot in Indiana. Yeah. Maybe, you know what maybe it is? Victor Oladipo can only do good when he's in Indiana. Yeah, you know? Hoosiers, baby. Go Hoosiers. I, I feel that. Exactly. But, but that's, uh, that was a good one. And, and lastly, most,
0: most improved player, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown played phenomenally. Jalen Brown was not supposed to be a starter this year because Jalen Brown – um, was supposed to play under Gordon Hayward, and Gordon Hayward got uh, injured six minutes in the season. And Jalen Brown, I think if he plays like he did this year or next year, he might not be an all-star just because he's on such a star-studded team. Put him on – let's see, there's
2: 30 teams in the NBA. Put him on 26 other teams, and he's an all-star. I I have a tough time saying Jalen Brown did a great job filling the role. He did excellent coming in for Gordon Hayward, like you said, but he just – I have other people ahead of him who I think did better, and okay. I think that that goes to the obvious answer, Victor Oladipo, yeah. who's probably going to get obviously. it. Yeah. But other than that, Damian Lillard, the guy made finally made the All Star game this year. He has he's been snubbed for the past few seasons, yeah. um, and like you said before, he was your underrated he's, most he, improved he, he's, or he's MVP. Yeah. So. How could, I mean, that's got to be your most improved player, right?
0: That, that, that's a good argument. I just, uh, I almost have credit given him credit. I don't want to give him credit for like improving from being a non-all-star to an all-star because it's crazy that he was a non-all-star.
2: Averaging like, like 20-something exactly, points a game. Exa- exactly. 26,
0: like he, he, he played
1: so well, but he just wasn't given the credit.
2: There's too many PGs. Yeah. Too many point guards, man. How about you, Nathan? Who's your uh, uh, most
1: improved? i say I had Old Depot um, for obvious reasons. But I'm looking at uh, kind of a dark horse one here. Is um, uh, let me find him. Uh, I think uh, Nikolai Jokic. I know he played well last season ago at 16 points. He upped that significantly. He's playing great defense. He can pass. You see some of his passes this year have been insane. He definitely he's had some great passes. He, really opened up he the, got, like the offense. The fastest triple double. In history, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did it in
2: the shortest amount of time. Yeah, so, he did.
1: Well, I think numbers-wise, they didn't jump up a ton. I think just what oh. he's able to do for the Nuggets – I can't really help Nuggets. You know, they were one game. Those win in your end against the Timberwolves to get in. I think – what he was able to do for the team, and now they're surrounding him with some more pieces. He was able to space the floor more and really show what he's capable of. Anybody know who
2: their coach was? Because I remember this little clip of their coach after he had that great game, and uh, reporters are asking him, like, wow, how is he this is good and everything like that? And he's like, this is bullshit. He is been this good this whole time. He doesn't get the recognition for it, and he just goes off on these guys, and it just made my day. I'm like, oh, you tell him, man. You tell him. But uh, that's a good, okay. that's a good dark horse. I like that. You know, he's going to be getting. He he might get mip next I year. I say
1: you know? he he won't. Uh, he's he, he won't get it for the flashiness, but the and the stats. But overall, as for what he did for the Nuggets, I think he's going he to be player. in that conversation.
0: All right, moving on to our last segment. I think it'd be fun if each of us just took a couple minutes. It's obviously going to be a very volatile offseason. There's going to be a lot of moves made. So why don't each of us just take a moment and throw up uh, what they think is going to happen to this offseason. How about you start, Nathan?
1: My my hot free agent take for the uh, the season. Um, I say we've seen a lot of news from possible Caz Hornets trades with LeBron. Those are all really interesting. I think two stars are going to the Lakers. Those stars have yet to be determined. It could be LeBron. It can be Paul George. It could be Chris Paul. I don't know who necessarily it's going to be, but I think two stars are going to magic is going to go sweet talk I and mean, we're going we're going to see in two stars the lakers i don't know who but i think two people two bigger players are going to end up at the lakers That's everybody just, I think it's gonna is just digging
2: on the lakers they are so like the lakers going to be the team next year because they have cap space for um they have cap space they've for got two max, for max two contracts. contracts and they're trying to work it so they get three
1: Kawhi, PG, lebron they won't get Kawhi. they're i, I doubt Yeah, qual come out and
2: said he's do like next he year he wants to
1: but would it, which L.A. He's got,
2: team? He's got either one, one, one year left on his contract, so get. he's getting traded, and now the teams he gets traded to. he said to them, I'm going to go to the Lakers next season if I can. Because he believes there's a Mac contract waiting for him at the Lakers, but the Lakers already have two max contracts. There's not a third. So if they get two contracts there. Unless they bail out some of their roster sites. Exactly. Yeah. Drop the rest of the roster, bring him in, and just fill it around. You but, know? But,
0: but do you really think that if you have a bunch of rookies, who like decent rookies, but a bunch of rookies you drop – Pretty much all the talent on the Lakers to get. Let's. I'm just gonna throw out the three stars we're all thinking: Paul George, Paul George, LeBron James, Kyle Leonard. That would be awesome. But do you really think that with zero depth wins a championship? And I, I, I think no. a lot of the stars in the league. If we can figure that, out, a lot of, a, a lot of the stars in the league are smart enough to figure it out as well.
2: Yeah. All right. We we got a little bit of time for so Kyle Lowry actually fuck it, the entire Raptors.
0: Team is up for grabs right like, yeah. now, man. I, th- I think the Raptors are going to retain a lot more than you think.
2: I think the Raptors are. I think gonna... they're going to want to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I could, I could be wrong. I think Lowry and DeRozan, if one stays, the other stays. I think they're actually very tight. I think Valanciunas is most likely. But Lowry was
2: trying out. to get out of there before, and <laughs> he got stuck back at the at the the Raptors, and and I don't think his value went up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, he was a no show in the playoffs. Yeah. Obviously. Um, Jalen Brown, he's uh they Celtics are talking about trading him. Um, I he be trade bait, I, big I, trade bait. I I think that brings me to my
0: point of where Kawhi goes. I think Kawhi goes to the Celtics for a deal that includes oh, Jalen Brown, um, Terry Rozier,
2: uh, Marcus
0: Morris, no, um, Aaron Baines, and a draft pick.
2: Five players for one.
0: Yep. And Kawhi uh, Leonard,
2: he's all star. He and and here's
0: the thing is Kawhi Leonard is but another. for one
2: season. And he's saying I want to go to the Lakers next season. But
0: I, he is saying that. But I think Brad Stevens is smart enough to realize that if they go to the um, finals and at least compete with. Golden State or Did, do you think he would West?
2: just dismantle his awesome team for a, a, a shot? I, th-
0: I think he would because I think he has too much depth and not enough star in the uh, not enough star power in the starting lineup. I think he realizes that, and I think
2: not enough they, star
0: power. How how often is it that you can trade for a franchise player?
2: It's a once for a coach. It's a once in a
0: career move.
2: And he got it last season. He got Ka- Kyrie Irving. Yeah. He got Kyrie Irving. He got Gordon Hayward, who's yeah. coming back. They've got. Freaking Al Horford, I hate to say, it, he's an all-star. Yeah. They've got. Oh my God, you don't know how much that that hurts me. It
1: all depends on Danny Ainge, who's proved to be one of the best GMs in the league right now. I mean, and he doesn't like to make a trade that he's not gonna win. I think we can all safely say Boston won the Cleveland-Boston trade easily. Yeah. And he he's been he's accumulated draft picks like he's the like he's the Patriots GM. He's followed almost that NFL type of draft so okay, you know, we're going to be bad for three years, yeah, it's not going to be great, but we're going to accumulate these draft picks, and we're going to bring a bunch of young talent, and that's what they've got with Razier, uh, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, so whether or not that's they move those pieces it's up to him, and I know he doesn't like to
2: lose a trade, so... They put so much work into getting them there, I don't think they're going to do that, but... So I, I, and
0: I have one more big move that I think is happening this offseason. DeMarcus Cousins is a free agent. Boogie, I was about to ask. What about Boogie? Boogie Cousins is going to the Wizards. You heard it here first. I think they're going to uh, Re- try to trade away uh, uh, Martin, uh, Marcin Gortat. I think that Boogie realizes that he may not be the best fit in uh, the Pelicans if he wants to make a uh, deep many, playoff how jab. How many
2: games did they get? Did he get to play with them? Over half the season.
0: He got injured in like, season, right
1: before the All-Star. And half the season last year. So he's, at so he's been there years. about a season collectively. But if he goes to the Wizards, John Wall's <laughs> there. You know, you bring in Eric Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson. It's that Kentucky Wildcats team. I'll yeah, but
0: uh, so, realistically, he goes there. It's a so backcourt of. Kentucky Wildcats, Wall, it's so going to be a backcourt of Wall and Beal, with him starting the five, and then Porter probably starting the, four, probably, at the three and the Morris uh, and uh, Morris at the four. What a great starting lineup! They lack a little bit in depth, but. They if they all their stars see boogies go in there and you know what, Boogie, this is me telling you if you hear this, be the man here, take a con, uh, take a contract cut. You've I know it's hard to say in my line of profession, I would never take less pay to work with better people, but I'm also not an NBA player. If you can take a contract cut and get some more talent
2: onto the Wizards,
0: and you're going to go places. You're espe- going go be a Ka- bigger name, especially if Kawhi doesn't come to the Celtics. You can win the East. Build
2: your legacy. That's going to make you money
0: down the way. Yeah, road. no, absolutely. Get to the cha- get to the championship. All right. Um, does anyone else have any crazy ideas for what's happening this offseason? Uh, no. I mean,
2: we
1: can we can discuss all day where LeBron's going, but
2: I don't even want to touch it. No. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Fuck right. it. He's going to the Suns. So. <laughs>
1: Go play with Devin Booker. Oh,
0: God. La- lastly, we have what we are hoping there's going to be a reoccurring segment on this podcast, which is the question we are going to take two players from different eras who likely never played each other, or if they did, it was never prime to prime. Uh, we have a hat full of good comparisons. I just drew one out. And so, Nathan, Mason, who's a better player, Alan Iverson or Jerry West?
2: Are so you going to add a better player? Individual. The better player, or are we talking about the
1: better, the okay, the better player. The better, better individual player? player is Allen Iverson. The better team player is Jerry West. No. I don't even think no, that's right. I, I don't either. I think Jerry West. I think, West think Jerry West. If anything, is the, I think
0: Jerry West. If anything, is the better individual player because Jerry West was the first high volume scorer. And don't get me wrong, Allen Iverson high volume scores are the best of them. But Allen Iverson is a low key underrated distributor. Allen Iverson was a phenomenal distributor but like he also like take it to
2: the whole lot so <laughs> you got you got to respect Jerry West I just pulled up the stats 27 points per game
1: mm-hmm.
2: what's uh, I know you know uh, Allen Iverson's points per game offhand oh uh, it's I, I used to I think it's 24.6 but that takes a lot of
0: mediocre years in Denver to, uh, into consideration
1: that's true
0: um I, I think when you look at the 01 MVP Allen Iverson. 26
2: point7 26 point seven okay. So, pretty comparable, actually. 26.7 and 27, that's... Yeah. Um, and on top of that, Allen Iverson,
0: not a great rebounder. Decent defender. Got a lot of steals. Like, obviously not a rim protector. Um, Jerry West, I know very little about his defense, because defense back then was... It was hard to measure, because they didn't measure blocks.
2: They didn't also tally steals. Then, they, 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 didn't tally, tally, yeah. they didn't tally a lot. But I will say, Jerry West is statistically a better assistor. Yeah, no, Jerry. Jerry, um, Jerry West is a great point guard and, and a better rebounder. I think I
0: gotta give it and to AI. Logo. And and he's the fucking logo. Honestly, here's what it comes down to for me.
2: Wow. Oh shit, wow He's on like six teams.
0: I've watched some Jerry West highlights. I've watched some Allen Iverson highlights. If I had to have one on loop on my TV for the rest of my life, Allen Iverson. No question. I
2: use a highlight reel, man. He's no, awesome. Like he's
0: he, he's the wow factor. And, like, people, like, don't take – it's not everything, but when you have comfortable stats, like we're talking here, like, I think that is. But anyone else have a hot take on this?
2: I, 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 I got to give it to Jerry West because he gets so undervalued and this might be his place for you. He find Also, he's got a ring. How about that? Okay. Alan, Alan Iverson never got the ring, which I hate to bring that up because he's such a great player, but – you got to give it to Jerry because he went so many times. I was going to say, but Russell. Jerry West
1: tried so many times. He did. He did. He, you know, you gotta you know he, he got stuck like the players in Jordan there. I mean, you were a great player. Unfortunately, Glad Michael Drexler, Jordan was there at the Charles time. Charles yeah, The Utah teams with Carl, Carl Malone, Malone and John Stockton. You know, same thing for you said kind of now with the Warriors. That's, you were a great player. Unfortunately, the Warriors are a thing right now. So,
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been Just a Tip-Off and we hope to oh uh, we look forward to hearing from you next week thank you